Hey lovers, this episode contains material of a highly sensitive nature, including mention of childhood trauma that may be triggering for some individuals. This podcast is produced by Sunnydale Studios. Hello lovers, welcome to Big Love Energy, the podcast. I'm your host, Jessie Lou. We are in episode eight. The episode today is The Other Woman with Bondi Brat. We are joined by Bianca, who is known online as Bondi Brat, and Bianca has massed a huge TikTok following by sharing her thoughts and experiences as an escort. She's fascinating, intelligent, and I can't wait for you to hear this episode. Let's get into it. Hello, Bianca. Welcome to Big Love Energy. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I can't thank you enough for joining us today. I have so many questions for you, but honestly, we put up a question box on our Big Love Energy podcast Instagram earlier this week, and we have never had so many questions when we said you were coming on today. No way. That's a vibe. Um, And we save those for the end, but... um, and we, ha- we do try and answer all of them because there's so many that will literally take up half the show. So I've got a few questions to pick your beautiful brain, um, but then we'll end with the hot cues from the listeners. Awesome. Um, I first came across your <laughs> iconic energy um, in a late night TikTok, TikTok deep dive, as you do, um, and your video, I believe it was captioned, um, what your husbands have taught me. And I was like, well, here we go. Um, and it is just one minute of truth bombs and you talk about your experience as a full service escort and just deliver some hard truths and I've shown numerous friends and I've literally like held my phone up in their faces and been like watch this video (laughs) and the way you just like all that like everyone's jaw just drops and I I just think because in this age bracket in my near 40s this is real it's everywhere and it's just people are dropping like flies and and to have someone on the front line sort of have such an open perspective and, and to just tell it from the other side as the other woman, it, it's just number one, amen to you, so vulnerable of you. But in that video, it's just so like you just feel so seen in the way and, I you know, I can't talk from experience but from what I can imagine it's just people, just women going, oh, my gosh, there it is because I'm going to I'm gonna say a few of the little truth bombs and I won't do it justice, but you do say in the clip, speaking to these women, that you can do better. Mm-hmm. He is comfortable, but also it's quite often these women that make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. He loves the kids but doesn't want them taken away, so he wants his cake and they eat it too. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs someone to ground them at home because they are the wild ones that get out on the source on the town um, and they need someone at home. It's the hunt they want, not the catch. They are scared little boys. Uh huh. They are scared to say what they want and what they fantasize. And if they leave, it's not because they are leaving for someone better, it's for someone easier. Yep. My favorite bit is women rule the world. Yeah. <laughs> and these men know that and that they keep these women at bay so you don't reach your full potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are just a few of the bangers in that video, but I don't do it justice. And I do say that if that triggers you at all if that's something that intrigues you do go find bondo bondi brat on tiktok watch the video it's honestly it's like a pinned video it has over 7 million views that is a lot of eyeballs um and it's amazing and i just think how incredibly vulnerable and strong of you 
And I just want to know what the sentiment was behind posting that video. Well, thank you, first of all. <laughs> um, <laughs> just chewed your ear off straight up. It's so, like, oh. it's so bizarre hearing your words quoted back to you, but it's cool. Yeah. Um, so honestly, I moved up to Queensland because I just was burnt out in Sydney and I needed a break from everything, just everyone, everything, including work, life. And I was just holding on to a lot of words in my mind that I never expressed because I didn't know how. And I literally was just laying in bed. Like I had all my boxes everywhere. I was on a mattress on the floor. I had a black eye because I just walked into a barbell at the gym, like clean into it, (laughs) literally. Um, And I was just laying there and I was like, oh, I've got some shit to say. Like that that was literally it. And it wasn't directed at all men or any man in particular. This was just an accumulation of little bits that I've learned from sleeping with people that a majority are married and listening to women and being a woman myself, being cheated on, you know, pushing, letting people walk all over me, you know, letting people get comfortable, knowing it, not knowing how to set boundaries, like all these things. And it was just like bubbling in my head. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to do a video. I had no intent of anything. I just wanted to speak. You know, honestly, I thought that I was going to get like, there was going to be like witches hunt against me by women because, you know, it can trigger people. It's the truth and it can trigger people. And I was, I didn't even think of that. I just did it. And then I checked my phone and it was just going off. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. But there was no like intent behind it. I just purely <laughs> wanted to learn. It was my entire TikTok was just for me to learn how to start expressing my emotions verbally yeah. out loud because I've always been a writer. I always write. Like I said, I do poetry too. Um, and I also shut off in front of people. I'm very avoidant. So if I have a conflict with someone or some, you know, something that's come up for me, I struggle to like verbalize it straight away. I'll let it boil and sit and then I explode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not serving me. I need to learn how to just start saying, speaking my truth. So that's what it, that's what it was. And it was just about that as well. And then it kind of continued on from there. Like, I think a few prior to that, I'd done a few journal entries, you know, read a few journal entries out and you know, spoke my mind a little bit, but it wasn't until I made that one that it just kind of skyrocketed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And the comments, there are over 11,000 of them are full of positivity. Yeah. And majority. Yeah. From men and women and everything you had to say, it was just so refreshing to see this topic normally quite taboo spoken about so openly and bravely by someone who has obviously done a lot of work mm-hmm. um, to be able to read into and dissect these men and what we're all thinking. But what has led you to be so insightful? Like you touch on the fact that you're quite spiritual and you've done shadow work um, and that you deal, you've dealt with your trauma and you're very different now to, you know, the woman that you were before you dealt with your trauma. What's the, what's the work that you've done? So I think I've, I think you can never really deal with your trauma, but I'm constantly like dealing with it and working with it. And yeah. I'm trying to work with it instead of letting it consume me. Mm. Um, but how I first started doing this sort of like becoming one with myself and accepting all myself actually in the back of a mushroom trip. Amazing. Yes. So I, with no intent, intent for finding myself, I just did it and could visually see that we're all connected, that everything is connected and everything is love and everything and everyone just wants love and connection to be seen, you know, to feel that. And I could see it and feel it without even knowing. It was just all around me, everything. And it just really changed my mind about 
the whole why me, why has this happened to me, fuck mm. life, blah, blah, mm. blah. And it was just like, wow, shit, everything's so fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like, wow. Big love energy. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. And then it kind of, I always saw this practitioner that does NLP, which is timeline therapy. Yeah. Which is, do you know anything yeah. about timeline therapy? Yeah. So basically, like, long story short, it was created for um, veterans from the war to rewire their trauma in their brain about yep. things so they could function. And they've, like, put this into a practice that people can just do now. And I saw this practitioner on my Instagram all the time. And then after I did that, she popped up again and she was saying, if you're resisting this, why, ask yourself why. And I was like, this is a sign. Yes. So I started doing that. And that was like a six-week course. And that allowed me to go into traumatic events that I've had in my life, a lot of them around men mm-hmm. um, a lot, and a lot of them people just do not understand this before my, I got into this industry. So a lot of my trauma happened from when I was in relationships. Yep. So relationships, men in my family, um, strangers, mm. not clients. Yeah, right. So it's prior to that. And I started working on that and unlocking that and realising that my brain is just so capable if I just understand it and lean into these emotions instead of trying to push it down. And I just lent into it more. And that it was just amazing what came up for me. I could go back to memories, remember things. And then it's I finished that and you kind of get in this like, false sense of comfortability that you are all good you are all healed Mm. I am great I don't need to do anything else now and that was very much not the case and shit started kind of falling apart for me again I was like I need to keep working this I can't it's not one thing and then be done you know it's constantly so then I found a guy called Charles he's in Bondi he's amazing and um he does shadow work and I was at the point where I was like I don't know how to talk to men okay I can deal with my my trauma great but if there's a man standing in front of me, I, I choke. I do not know how to be soft and vulnerable with you. I am so defensive. I'm so angry. Even if I don't want to be, I'm, I'm subconsciously villainizing you to make yeah. some narrative of why you're a cunt. Yes. And I was just not serving me. So I reached out to this guy, literally messaged him saying, you need to help me. Wow. Like, you need to help me. I need help. I was just like in despair, just kept pushing people away. So we did our first shadow work session one-on-one in person with a man and I sat down with him and I was like, I was like, I don't trust you. And he's like, I know, it's okay. And I'm like, what do you what do you want from this? Like, what's what's your motive? You know, what's your intention? Like, I don't believe you just want to help people. Like, what the fuck? What yeah. do you want? Men, you're, you want, you want to take, you know? Yeah. And he just held the space for me. Let me express that without taking it personally and just let me, you know, be there. And then he showed me a side of a man that I've never experienced, which is like this masculine side mm. that is, like a divine masculine with also embodying their feminine and letting me feel safe enough to be feminine and speak. And it just, uh, afterwards, I was just like, wow. And he repeats back to you what you're saying. So you're being heard. Yeah. You're being heard from a man, which is so powerful from a woman's perspective. So we just kept doing sessions like that. And it was just slowly and slowly unlocking, unlocking for me. And we only did a few. This kind of therapy opposed to talk therapy is just profound. Yes. It just gets right into the cause. Yeah. It's just like fucking tunnel vision. I know. I find that people get so scared because they think it's such a process. But no, I've said it it's, before. It's literally, it's like just, it's because it's all wanting to come out. Yeah. Someone's just helping you get there to take it out yourself. You, you are doing, they're holding the space for you. Yeah. But really, you're just, it's just leaning in and understanding yourself and giving yourself love in areas that you haven't been loved. And basically, you're just going in and giving yourself what your younger self needed at that time that no one gave you. Mm-hmm. And now, and then you go in and, and give that love to yourself. And like, that's essentially what shadow work does. And that's what he gave me and from a man. So it's just helped me be, I don't look at all men as 
assholes and dogs anymore. It's something I'm trying to get comfortable with, though, because mm. I spent a whole majority of my life hating them. Yeah. And now I don't. Yeah. Um, and that's hard to digest, especially if a lot of men have abused me. Yeah. So it's like, am I giving power back to my abuser or am I just seeing love in others? You know, they're not all the same. Like it's a very, it's a conflicting. Yes. But it's something I'm still maneuvering through. But now I just do, um, online shadow work with Triber, which is a company that Charles started Yeah. and it's online. So it's, and it's got like six sessions a week, yep. breath work, meditation, shadow work, and you go on and share and you talk with people and then you get the privilege to listen to other people wow and you can learn from them and it's just it's just so powerful and it's and out just, there yeah it's, yeah yeah like most people wouldn't even know yeah it's, exactly yeah it's 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 so accessible as well yeah. and it's just a different kind and then it allows you to continue doing talk therapy but I do it with myself now okay talk to myself now yeah and right. give myself the space and it's just a whole level of understanding that I just never knew was uh, I was capable of doing but we like all our brains are so incredibly smart like yeah but yeah so that's what I what I've been doing I um so it's from that chat from that video right mm. is this what men need to be to to talk yeah like, yeah definitely they're they're not communicating they're holding it all in they're bowling it up and in turn thinking that they're super masculine and e like it's all about ego but the most the the way through this is actually opening up talking and and leaning into that feminine energy 100% yeah 100% i think as well though like society has been so heavily constructed that men are to be a certain way yeah and it's only the the recent years that that's becoming unstuck and they're getting more space but you think that would also give people a very like men a like a trauma state about mind like you're being told to be this way you're feeling emotional you're feeling soft you're feeling vulnerable you're told to get hard hard yeah, enough don't cry don't, cry, don't yeah. be a girl and now you're being told it's okay be yeah. soft be be feminine lean into your feminine like uh, you know it's confusing it's confusing and it's like confusing for everyone and i actually feel scared to talk about these things on men's behalf because you know i'm not like i'm not taking away from women it's Absolutely. just I don't another, get that at all. Yeah. yeah, it's just another like aspect of people. Like yeah. we're just all human beings. Yeah, and not all out. men are like abusive and whatever like that. No, but like I feel like all men do need space to be able to talk more. Yes, I'm not condoning like cheating. That's, yeah, that's not what I'm saying here. But like it's I don't think men have the space to talk and have that um, intimacy of words of affirmations a space to talk you know like we do with our girlfriends guys don't really do that yeah so I think what men do is instead of having the hard conversation with their partner and being vulnerable they go find someone new like myself there's you don't know me I don't know you I'm just going to unleash on you and then I get to have sex with my therapist basically so yeah you know yeah but yeah it's um yeah I do think that people just if people were just a little bit kinder and just more open yeah to receive everyone men and women think people would be able to talk more yeah but, it, no, but there's also discussion. don't get me wrong there are men that just love to cheat yeah right like there are men that just yeah there are men that just <laughs> they'll be loving this they'll be like yeah oh, see i yeah. just i just i'm not being yeah, seen no there's not not no. i'm talking about a specific yeah. type of male yeah, there's also there's that. it's very diverse but yeah. i'm talking about the ones that i can sympathize and empathize with yeah there are people out there that genuinely uh are quite disrespectful to their partners and that yeah. sort of thing but they're not the clients that i really engage with mm. so yeah Amazing. I'm okay. Next question. Next topic. I'm going to say it. <laughs> I am a hot blooded sexual saucy woman. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be used as a highlight for sure. <laughs> this is a safe space. Go on. <laughs> I love this. 
Um, but it's it has it's taken me a long time to be okay with that. Um, especially being a victim of ongoing sexual abuse as a kid. Yeah. Um, being in touch with my sensuality and sexuality as an adult, there was a while there that there was so much shame I held around that. Um, and it got to a point after a lot of therapy and mental breakdowns when I just realized it didn't serve me and that there is a goddess inside all of us. Um, and accepting that has allowed me to take back my power essentially. Yeah. Um, it also has taken a very loving, understanding partner who sound very, that, that energy that you're talking about with your, um, the shadow worker, mm. just being given that space to be like, you're safe, you you can say what you want and I'm not going anywhere. I'm, yeah. I'm hearing you to be able to delve into that and, and get through that. So I'm very grateful for that because I know not everyone has that, but I do want this feeling for others. I do want women, you know, abuse or not to like just get rid of that level of shame and prudeness around sex. Like yeah, it's, definitely. It's rife. And, um, but I think. Rife. Yeah. Oh, I, heard that. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to add that to my breakout. <laughs> Wordsmiths anonymous. <laughs> um, but I think we're all a bit saucy and we're all suppressing it. It just creates these ongoing issues. Mm, and so I'd love to know how your mind, your beautiful mind works around this. And because you're like obviously such a naturally amazing perceiver of way the way humans do things and and a deep thinker. So how how do we all lighten up about sexy times? Mm. Or do we need to be more serious? Do we need to take it more seriously? No, no, no. It's a it's a fun act between two consenting adults. It yeah. doesn't need to be that serious. I think that's what it is. Yeah, right. You know, it doesn't need to be that deep. Yeah, you know, but it also does need to be that deep. Yeah, if you, like I don't even know how to explain that part of it. But I, I just think it's really hard for me to understand because I've never looked at sex taboo. Yeah. So when people look at me in my job and they say it's taboo or sex taboo, I I, I just am like, yeah, I d- it does kind of go over my head a little bit. Yeah, right. Um, But I think a way that people can embrace sex a bit more is by embracing sex with themselves first. Mm. So don't look at it as like you're doing this for somebody else doing it for you because yeah. you feel sexy because yeah. I want to be sexy because I want to love myself and touch myself and yeah. I want to you know be with someone else you know if you yeah. change the sort of way you're looking at it, you're not doing it for someone else you're doing it for yourself then it can be a lot more freeing so powerful. about it yeah I used to have a problem with sex um I was not very sexual yeah right. growing up yeah um because I didn't I really hated myself mm. so it wasn't until I got into sex work that I like surrendered into my feminine energy and it was like okay Otherwise, it was all only boy. I could probably count on. I've got a high body count. <laughs> I could probably count on two hands the people that I have like had sober sex with, like probably less, yeah. like sober like sex with. Yeah. It's not a client. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't actually sleep around much because I did not know how to express myself. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of insecurities and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I got into work that I realized like, you know, how powerful sex can be. Yeah. How, how in like embracing your feminine sexual energy, how powerful that is. It's Mm. like a superpower Mm. that you're sitting dormant on because of the shame, you know, religion, you know, marriage uh, ideas of what it should, what sex should be shaming people. If you've slept with too many people worrying Mm. about other people's, you know, all all these sorts of things, you're making it so much bigger than what it needs to be. It's Mm. the biggest thing. It's the biggest expression of love. It should be big but for the right reasons, not for all these other ones. And I think if people just like step back from it a little bit and figure out why they like sex, what about it they like and made it more personal to them, they'd be able to enjoy it more instead of worrying so much about what other people are doing with their sex life. 
Oh my gosh, I love it. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm babbling. No, 1000% yes. Okay. So good, so powerful. Um, on that, with I saw in one of your videos, because I stalk you like a mad woman, <laughs> I was like deep diving even like this morning, like more. Um, you, I saw you partake in heels class and yeah. I do too. I go to heels by Misha. Um, oh my God, I've always wanted to go there. Yeah, and I've not been, I'm, Misha, I'm sorry. It's been a long time, but it's not been the year for it. But when I do go, it is literally so powerful. Like that when I think of untamed and wild, I think of you walk out of there, your posture changes, you walk differently and it unlocks this this energy in us. And I just want to know, apart from heels class, what else do you do to sit in your feminine? Okay. With heels though. Yeah, right. Say, yeah. Because if anyone's watching this, like I get nervous as fuck going into heels yeah. class. Like I am like shaking. Like when they do the walk and at the one I went to, you walk by yourself and yeah. you're starting down, everyone's watching you. Oh right. And yeah. I'm like oh. <laughs> Okay, I'm used to being sexy for myself and a man, but not in front of other women. Yeah, I'm like yeah. trying to do it's it real good, huh? you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you do feel nervous and that sort of thing. But that nervous energy gets so quickly turned into like this sexual power. And at the end you just you you do walk out different. Yeah. yeah. You do feel sexy. You walk past the mirror and do a little dance. It's you know the best. what I mean? And also watching other women be in their feminine energy Absolutely. is so fucking powerful. Yes. Yeah. Like it's it contagious. Is, it is amazing. Yeah. It is so good. Anyone watching do a heels class. Yeah. It is get into it. life changing. Yeah. Yeah. But for myself, what I do on my own is I love to dance. But you're amazing. So, so yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're used, my Are you sure you're my soulmate? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I love to dance and move my body and more of an intuitive kind mm. of flow opposed to like, I mean, I did a hip hop class once and it was so bad. It was so bad. I literally <laughs> no was like, I don't believe I it. I thought I could dance. <laughs> I cannot dance to, to rhythm. Like I just need to like close my eyes and go with it. You know what I mean? But if there's like moves, no, no. forget about it. But um, I love to dance by myself. And what I do is I look in the mirror yep. and I'll be wearing, sometimes I'm naked or I'll be in just underwear and I dance and move my body and like touch my body how I would touch a lover's or they'd touch mine. And I move and I look at the way my hand goes over my body and I just think of like admiring thoughts. Oh, my gosh. And just like beauty and love and I look and then I look in the mirror and I look, I really consciously have to look at the parts of my body, no, don't look at the parts of my body that I like fixate on. Yeah. Because a lot of the time I'll look in the mirror and I'll just stare at my stomach yeah. or I'll stare at something I don't like and then that's all I see. But then when I'm doing this practice, I just look at me. I look at my eyes. I look at my body. I don't focus anywhere. I scan everywhere. And it is so beautiful. Yeah. It is so beautiful. Yes. And I'll do that and I'll flow and I'll dance. And I'll touch my body and just move around and stretch as well. Yeah. I in, like put stretching into the movement as well. And it just like spreads the energy around. And that's what I'll do and I'll watch myself. Amazing. Also, I love to sing. Yes. I'm fucking shit. But I love, I love to sing. Love and it. I'll just sing and dance in my lounge room. And when I'm not doing those things... Like I would do them every night at one point. I'd usually smoke a joint and do it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just flow. And um, when I'm not doing that, I feel like uptight almost. Yeah. Like this, like I feel locked. Mm. I feel locked. And then I look back and I'm like, wow, I'm really not in my feminine. I'm really in my masculine right now. Yeah. And that that's how I drop into it. That I love to write as well. But like I movement for me is just so big. Yeah. And that's same. what I do. And like even before I see clients, yeah. I will dance for yeah. like half an hour first in front of the mirror and just really move my body and connect my mind to body together. Amazing. And then that way I can just really connect with them 
and so yeah and that does take me a little bit of time to dip my mind and body together because I'm mm. so in my head mm. I'm such a deep thinker yeah and it takes me a while to get out of it into my body yeah so I Shake just have off. to yeah. um take a while to get into it and then I just really enjoy it and my body moves better like it's like at the start of a heels class you're kind of stiff yeah and at the end Tin you're like vibes. <laughs> yeah at the end you've like sat into your body yeah so that's what I do movement for me is just so important movement flow just like moving with music and you love music I, I love music say. yeah I love it's yeah. got my Spotify wrap up yeah I oh, did you yeah, I'm yeah. scared to see mine yeah it's <laughs> eclectic <laughs> <laughs> what's your vibe musically? Um, they, it's alternative r&b okay perfect yeah yep. so and they moves. said i'm an adventurer <laughs> no, no, there's no hip-hop it's not it's like there's an artist called june i don't yeah, know right if you yeah know june. yeah that's my most listened amazing. to amazing yeah. so that's oh, just, I just, of course you love that yeah. music yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it it's like cosmic yeah mm. yeah um so what has your experience been like with people that are negative about the line of work you do. Like I see you're super close with your mum, so your, your friends and family know it, like obviously are super open and okay with it. Like was it always that way? And how do you deal with negativity and negative people? Because you would get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the honest answer is I don't deal with them. Yeah, right. I don't. Teflon shoulders. I love yeah, that. I, I just, do the I, same. I, I, yeah. I don't. No time. I don't. Um. With sex work, I am so sure of myself and what I'm doing. It's why I can speak about it so confidently and freely. Yeah. I'm so fucking sure of myself in this situation that what anyone has to say to me that's negative, I, it, it doesn't even it absorb you. into me. Yeah, I don't care. I genuinely do not care mm. because I know myself so well. Yeah. So I'm confident. Um, if I have people around me that are being negative, I don't shut them out either. I'm very, I want to understand why. Yeah, right. why. Why do you feel like this? What is it about my job that is not people commenting on my TikTok and stuff different. like that? That's no, a different beast. If I'm in, if I'm yeah. in person yeah. and someone says something, you know, I'm gonna and instead of being like "fuck you," blah blah blah, I'm like, "Why? Yeah. Why do you think like this? Like, explain it to me." Yeah. Because I didn't always think the way that I think. I wasn't always a sex worker. Yeah. You know, yeah. I thought it was not good as well. Yeah. Taboo. You know. I, yeah. You know, you're selling yourself for money. That was my idea and it was so derogatory the way that I would think it. Yeah. So I used to think like that. I don't anymore. So I will take the time to understand why someone else does. Yeah. And if they take the time to understand me. Yeah. Perfect. Fine. That's it. We can agree to disagree. If you don't project your what do you think on me and we've taken time, that's cool. We can still move forward in life. But it's when people like I've had I've cut, cut people off. I've had a girlfriend of like eight years. And she we had a running before about my job, and we spoke about it, and it was all good, and it was very she's she very um, traditional, mm -hmm. and I'm not, and that's okay. Mm. But then we had another situation where it got brought up again. I was saying how I want to meet someone, I want to be in love, and it was quickly met with you're not going to meet anyone fucking other people, Oof. and it was I was taken back by it, and I was like, well, I don't believe that, mm. you know, that's. And, oh, shit. Yeah, and it's not really the way that you're saying it is not the way that it is. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't believe it. But then the person, you know, they, they feel the need to keep going. Like they want to tell you how it is, you know, they, you know, stroke their ego. Their and I stuff. just, I would just be like, look, I love you so much, but I, I don't want you in my life because you're making me feel shit about myself. Yeah. No. You're making me feel shit. Yeah. I'm not going to defend myself to you. Yeah. So I just don't deal with them, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're so confident about aspects of your life and who you are, it doesn't really matter what other people think. Absolutely. As long as what you think about yourself is sound, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And then as for my parents, like 
<laughs> oh, my mom, my mom cracks me up. I, I, okay, so what I do. She looks amazing. Yeah, She's, so we didn't always, we did not always have a close relationship. Yeah. My, my upbringing was very um, broken, I guess. Yeah. And I would say that I was in, I got kicked out of the house when I was like 17 years old. So yeah. I was like doing my own thing. And then there was a time where I didn't talk to either of my parents mm-hmm. and I really resented them. Yeah. It wasn't until I started doing shadow work yeah. that I stopped looking at them as mum and dad and you owe me this and just human beings. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. You just did your best with what you had. And that's it. You can love everyone if you look, look at it like that. And we've now come together as we're adults. So we have an adult relationship. So... I will talk about my job, you know. I won't go into detail yeah. unless you want it. But, like, <laughs> you know, I talk about it and it is what it is. And I asked my mum, I said, what do you think about my job? And she said, I don't like it but I ex- support you and I accept you and if that's what you want to do, then that's okay. Heaven. So that's it. Mm. I'm not ex- I, don't, I don't expect people to like it. You don't have mm. to like what I do but you you got to accept me and, yeah. you know, know that I know what I'm doing yeah. and that's it. And then my dad said to me, are you happy doing what you're doing? I said, yes. And he said, that's all that matters. And I won't go into depth, but what I will do is I will normalize it. Yes. So if I'm sitting around and I think of something that happened at work, I'll mention it. Yeah. So for example, me and my dad are sitting down and this is how I think you can normalize the job a lot more. Instead of just being like, hi, I'm, I'm a sex worker and that's it. Invite people into conversations about it so they can not feel like so nervous. Yeah. So I'm sitting down with my dad and we're drinking a wine around the fire and um uh oh my god, what I blanked. Michael Hutchinson's band, NXS. Yeah, NXS came on and I love NXS. And yeah. we're listening to it singing. I was like, oh my God, I had a client at the Intercontinental and he sh- showed me his room. That's where Michael Hutchinson passed away. And that's all I said. Yeah. But it's clear it's at work. He's like, oh, cool. Like, oh, that's, that's interesting. It's just a normal conversation. Yeah. How you would at work? Like, yeah. oh, so-and-so said, th- said this. Like, it's just normal. Yeah. Don't need to go into detail. You know, I don't want to make him uncomfortable, but I want to make people comfortable with me being comfortable yeah. with it. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that that's you're a mainstream I, human being. Exactly. Like you're normal. It's yeah. normal. Yeah. It's normal. It's yeah. not weird. It's not taboo. Yeah. It's a normal job. Yeah. It's a job like everyone else's. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do because yeah. I know that not a lot of people think that and that's okay, but a lot of people don't have normal conversations about it as well. Mm, yeah. So I just slowly like little sprinkles everywhere. <laughs> like my grandma, my grandma knows as well. She's like, oh, you're a stupid girl. You're never going to get a husband. You're a stupid girl. You know what I mean? She's old school Mauritian. Yeah. Like, you know, she's saying what she thinks about it, but that's okay. Say what you think, you yeah. know? But yeah. Yeah. yeah and I do, th- I do love like uh, the algorithm just loves me now because I, I see the like, you know, the dancers who show their day in the life of and and strippers and all like it's just showing me all the things and I love that it, even like Anna Paul being the most famous influencer these days mm-hmm. like and she openly says like I guys you know I'm a sens- I, I'm a sex worker through OnlyFans that's what yeah. I am I love that it's becoming just normal because yeah. it's one of like the most longest withstanding professions of all time like yeah. and it's all of a sudden just being like oh it's ick but I feel like there's a place for it honestly yeah I think because as well people have an emotional attachment to sex yeah and my job is to have sex I think they're more involved in it than they are it's hard to hard to separate that yeah I have sex with my husband and we love each other I have you know it means something more and you're just going giving it away this is the yeah. mentality yeah and because you have this personal relationship with sex in your real life, mm. you can't look at it as work. My sex in real life and my sex in work is so different. Yeah, right. It just does not even compare, you know. And so it's just a whole another type of sex, a whole another yeah. type of act. It's just a job. So, yeah, yeah it's um, interesting. Oh, my gosh. I am. Um... I just adore you for just being so open and and sprinkling that <laughs> the normality of the conversation. It's amazing. And honestly, just 
you would have helped so women, even with just that one video, just just to be seen. And I've even shown friends, you know, on the other side, like men, and they're just like, oh, wow, that's that's triggering. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, you just – you're so eloquent and the way you talk about it is so beautiful and so needed. So you're a superstar. Oh, thanks. But I, um, I, like I said earlier, the people have spoken. They've got a lot of questions, so we're okay. going to move on to them and they're fun. Um, so we're going to go into our segment, Love Letters. Love Letters. So this one, number one, hey, Bianca. I love the energy you give off and you seem so emotionally intelligent and free. What helps you let go of people's opinions? I don't mean just surrounding sex work, but everything. I feel like this is the only thing holding me back in my life. You inspire me and would love to hear what helped you. (laughs) It's like, dear Dolly. This is crazy. Um, Well, thank you. <laughs> this is what makes you embarrassed. questions why? Um honestly, I, I touched on this a little bit before, yeah. but it's basically confidence within yourself. You're yeah. confident about confident about something you know it really well. You know, don't worry about what how other people perceive it. But it's really hard to. Yeah. Um I'm not always confident in what I'm saying. You know, some things make me nervous, like especially leaning into holding space and sympathy for men, for example. Mm. I'm nervous about that. I'm not confident about that. I'm scared how people are going to perceive that. I do have these fears too, Mm. like definitely. I think a really good way to be okay with these fears is like figure out why. Mm. Go in and be like, why am I scared of how people perceive me? Like, What is about this that I'm scared of? Are you scared people are not going to like me? Okay, well, if people don't like me, what does that mean? And Mm. like get deeper and figure out what it is and then understand yourself so deeply that it does not matter what anyone says because you know and you know that that is the way that I that's how I live my life really Mm. but there are things that I struggle with too like there are things that I have to work harder on um a lot of my yeah you know and that's just what I do I'll just sit down and be like okay what's going on Bianca let's just get deep to this yeah figure out what it is and um understand myself yeah and i really just the way other people perceive me is less and less on my mind yeah but definitely there are things that are harder than others yeah no i've definitely in the last three years really had to channel that like your truth is your truth your mind is mine exactly. like it's honestly exactly two different stories so exactly. as long as you can be sure of yourself and you've done everything that you can in your power to like be who you are and live in your truth and you can't really control yeah. what else is happening around you it's It'll fucking you hard up. though now with it the internet because everyone's yep. in each other's shit like yeah, literally the noise you're not having a conversation with someone on the street and like having a conversation and saying something they're like oh and then talking about it and like figuring it out you're saying things for everybody yes all over the world yeah I mean, everyone's so entitled to everyone's you know to give their opinion on you like now that yeah. it's 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 hard it's yeah. confronting like yeah. you know you're scared you're gonna say one thing and you could possibly get cancelled for having an opinion that you're just trying to work through yeah. so it's scary yeah but like i just feel like if you just show up as yourself and just back yourself you really can't fail yeah and like fuck what people think to be honest yep and it takes a brave soul to put yourself out there so yeah. good on you um where do you see yourself in 10 years <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend. I got no idea. I could not tell you. I feel I'm, like 10's a long time. Five, uh, maybe even, five. Even <laughs> one year, girl, I have no idea. I am just going with the flow. No, I literally, I, I don't know. I would like to be 
I would like to be in a relationship. Yeah. I would like to be wealthy and healthy. Yeah. I would like to not be doing full service work anymore, definitely, mm. but be established in something else. Yes. So I have, I do feel like I would love to do something where I'm talking to people and getting to know people and interacting with people. I do love that aspect of my job. Um, so something like that. Mm. But I don't know. Well-traveled, definitely. Yes, beautiful answer. But, yeah, I, d- I don't really know. Mm. Um. I love her. This is a question. <laughs> I love her. She's an icon and how to attract more clients. <laughs> I'm just not going to get used to that. <laughs> they love you, Bianca. It's so weird. I love you. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. um, I don't uh, – how you attract new clients or more clients. I just advertise on Scarlet Blue. Yeah. And I'll be also advertising on a place called Ivy Socialite. My ad's currently down, but that is where I advertise. And people will just come. The trick is to give them a good experience when they're with you. Get your energy right. Give, you know, give and give a really good time and mm. they'll come back. The thing is with men love variety. So if you're a new girl on these websites, you're going to get booked up. Yeah, right. That's it. Because a majority of the men that are on Scarlet Blue or looking for escorts, it's not their first time. You know, this is something they do regularly mm. and, you know, they see a new girl like I don't know how else to say this, but they want to try. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, they want to give give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to word it. Um, so the trick is, I feel, is when you're they're there for the first time, really be present with them. Yeah. Give you know, give them everything in that moment. You know, be so present, be so listen intent intently. You know, listen to their body. Give them the best experience that they can't get anywhere else with nobody else. Why would they go anywhere else when they can have this amazing experience with you? And they'll come back. A lot of my clients are repeat clients okay. um, and that's the reason. And I think a lot of it comes down with energy, conversation, like the sex as well is important, but there's also that men do want intimacy outside of sex and they just don't receive it in their life, mm. you know. So laying there and talking and having a good conversation and actually listening to somebody, listening to a man talk, like – Amazing. Great, mm. great tool. You know, don't be looking at the time and, you know, time watching. Yep. They obviously stay within your time and your boundaries, but also just make them feel like they are the king in that time and they will come back. Like you're doing a job at the end of the day, mm. you know, giving that service. And that's why, like, I can only do a few clients a week. Yeah. Because I give so much energy. Yeah. You take my energy and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I need to, like, regroup after that if you do too many that's why a lot of women burn out in this industry because you're giving a lot yeah but I feel like that's how you get repeat clients as for how you get clients I just kind of let it happen you just put your ad up make sure your bios a reflection of what you're going to give you know get new photos update your photos I I'm a hypocrite because I've not updated my photos in a year and a half and I've had rhinoplasty. I don't even look the same. But, like, you know, I I don't really think men notice much. But, you know, you know, just put out there what you want to be. Like put out, write the service you're going to give. Like don't yeah. write stuff just for the sake of it. You know, what you're, you know, who you are, put it out there and they'll come. Yeah. But it's really not a – it's not the kind of industry where you go looking for people. Yeah. You don't go and, like – Hunt, really i mean you can yeah. i've been out of bars before and someone asked me for my number and i give them my work number yeah and they message me i just send them my ad you know what i mean like that's something yeah, i would right. do but um they come to you i think it's how you keep them that's more the focus yeah the yeah. service you give yeah. focus on that rather than bringing them in because it just it just happens they just come 
Makes sense. Um, what made you get into escorting and is this a forever job? Um, I got into escorting on the back of working in a massage parlor. Mm. So I used to do erotic massage, which I loved. Yeah, I, I loved. I loved it. I prefer it, to be honest, mm. to escorting. Um, so I got into that and I was working at a place called Nirvana in Sydney. I was there for a couple of years and then COVID hit and I had to go private. So then I transitioned to escort. Really, it was just kind of like a survival thing um, by choice. Like I wanted to, actually, I always wanted to do escorting, but you kind of get in this like mentality that you need an establishment or you need someone else for you to go out on your own, yeah. like any sort of business. Yeah. Um, so I was relying on the business you know I needed them yeah and then this the COVID COVID made me push to realize I don't and then go privately yeah um the reason why I enjoy massage more is just because it's you connect intimately before you're intimate yeah and I prefer that yeah you know and with uh that's why I'm doing like a rebranding at the moment my ads down I'm doing a rebranding I want my bookings to be um, massage based if you're doing a one hour with me um, I want to give you a nice massage first to connect with you, to connect your body. And, like, guys don't realise they love the massage. Yeah. It's like you're not having sex but you, your body is pretty yeah. much. It's, yeah. it's, like, very erotic, very sensual. So um, that's what I'm going to be rebranding and doing that sort of thing and changing my whole way of going about it. But that's how I got into it. Yeah. Um, it's not forever. Yeah. I don't want to work forever in anything. Like, I plan <laughs> to be successful and wealthy and retire yeah. at some point. So, no, it's not forever. Um, but I don't know how long it's going to be for. I don't have a yep. like a time frame. I do think I'm moving into a different way of it. So I used to be very physical, very porn star experience, very let's go and have an hour, you know, we can fuck hard and do it all and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, see you later. Yeah. And I've had three months off, done a lot of soul searching, connecting, and I realised that that doesn't serve me anymore. I mm. want to connect more emotionally, not like – emotionally but I want to have a conversation get yeah. to know each other you know it's a different be with, be with a gentleman that respects my body and doesn't just want to use my body to masturbate in yeah and um so I'm changing my whole vibe about it mm. and transitioning out of one way and going into another way so Amazing. no plans to exit soon but I'm I'm changing the way that I go about it yeah beautiful love it um what has been one of your biggest life lessons <laughs> uh My biggest life lesson is literally just to um, accept all of you Mm -hmm. as just accept yourself 100%. The good, the bad, if you want to label it as bad, but just all your emotions. Yeah. Accept yourself and show up as yourself. Just be yourself. That's a lesson that I like just try and like, you know, execute every day. Yeah. But one lesson that I'm trying to learn at the moment is to not react when I'm emotional. Okay. So that's one. But, like, I've never really had a big profound, like, they've all just been constant lessons, just a constant build up. Yeah. But I just feel like the one that brings me the most value is just be yourself. Yes. Be yourself, accept yourself, love yourself, lean into bits of yourself that scare you and Mm. that sort of thing. Amazing. And we're ending on a very, very intense question. Your favourite hobby? Man, this question's loaded. Like, yeah. at all? Like, I don't know, man. Like, what is even a hobby? I, I always like thought hobby had to be a sport. Like, you know, fishing. Yeah, literally. But I would say my favorite hobby to do would be dance. Yeah. But my, like, I just love yeah. dancing and I love writing. Yeah. Dancing and writing. Yeah. Like, as exciting as that sounds, so that's it. Like, that's what I. Yeah, I that's what it. I love to do. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, yes, that, girl. No, yeah, good answer. Good hobbies. What's your to favorite have. hobby? Dancing and writing. There you go. <laughs> no joke. And my listeners will know that. I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. It's. I. I think it's just that when you're a creative, just it's another form of expression, and yeah. both dancing and writing, it just gets it out. And when you feel so much and you think so deeply, it's yeah. so nice to have it's a an mind outlet. dump and a body dump. It's the best. And yeah. I've done it since when you were talking about dancing in the mirror um, before. I had a very strict upbringing. I was like pretty much locked in my room and then wasn't allowed to do do dance classes. It's all I wanted to do. And I had this full length mirror and I used to dance in front of the mirror and taught myself how to dance like my whole, like from it would have been eight through to when I finished high school. I danced every night for like three hours. And so I get it. And just like it must have unlocked something in me. I went on to be a professional dancer. Oh, really? Amazing. Yeah. What what genre? um, Latin mainly. But, yeah, house club dancing. There's a few clubs in Brisbane that I was like, yeah, the – the head dancer wow. floor, yeah. So, wow. Um, but yeah, that's. I would was, love to see you dance. <laughs> we can go dancing. <laughs> yeah, that can be arranged. So I would love to watch you dance. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. Wait, oh my god, yes, let's go dancing. Yes, let's absolutely. go dancing. Oh my god, yep. fuck, can we please? Yes, Jeez. this weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, literally. Um, but yeah, no, I. It's just like it makes me come alive and when I don't do it when I don't when I haven't written a poem for a while or I haven't danced for a while I feel like I feel locked up it was speaking to me before when you were saying all mm. those things it just I know I know that you know, it's, it's time to go to dance class yeah. or it's time to just put some music on and it instantly frees me it's yeah. just yeah same hobbies for sure flashback faves so next up we have a segment called Flashback Faves and I want to know one of your fave core memories in the form of a song or a movie or a TV show from your childhood that you just still adore because I feel like it gives us a bit of an insight to what you were like growing up. Oh, God, my memory is so bad, but I do have one. I actually have struck. I struggle with my, my memory. Like I was, I'm like, do I have like early onset dementia or something? Like, I don't no, know. Uh, well, my memory is so bad. We're talking about this the other day with Brielle. It's like you almost when you have had trauma in your childhood, yeah. it's like. Trauma brain, yeah. someone said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just sort of put that away and it's hard to sort of tap into. But like not even like just my life. Yeah. Like, where, where is it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's why I'm just, I need to start writing and journaling every day because yeah. then I can read back and be like, oh, that happened. Yeah. You know? It's like it's all everything's so fast paced. Yes. You know, that you just. But we do so much. But yeah. my favorite memory growing up with dancing involved. So, one of my favorite songs is Steeler's Wheel Stuck in the Middle with You. Oh my gosh, do love you know it. it. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. when we were growing up, my mom was quite young. Then, um, when she had me and my brother, and when her and my dad were together, we'd have house parties sometimes. And like a core memory is me, like, our parents were drunk. And you're like, eh, get away from me. Like, hiding on the table. Like, so embarrassed. Like, you're so loud. Like, what's <laughs> going on? Why do you have personality? What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, um, when that song would come on, it didn't matter where my mum and dad were, they would come in um, out of nowhere and dance together. Oh, my gosh. And I can vividly remember um, my dad like, yeah, it's to the left of me, joke, it's to the right, here I am. And they'd just be dancing with that song. So whenever that song comes on now, yeah. I love it. I will just V-line for the dance floor oh. and dance straight away. So that's probably one of my, like, favourite memories growing up as a child. But to be honest, I can't remember. Like, I just – but yeah. that one stands like, out for me. Beautiful. I think it's because it's linked to music. Yeah. And I, that, yeah, I love that song. I, I feel like that's why I can remember thing, that really well. But, yeah, yeah, it's a really good memory. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. That says a lot. I – um. We're at the end. <laughs> um, but I want to finish with our usual segment, Words to Live Your Week By. Words to Live Your Week By. 
Each week we finish with a favorite quote or saying of yours. And you did tell me before we started recording that you write poetry. And oh I, God, and no I, <laughs> I begged Bianca <laughs> to say, not. can we have some spoken word? But no, I will respect that boundary. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> um, I'll call the cat team on me if I do that, honestly. <laughs> but honestly, um, yeah, is there a favorite quote of yours that you'd like to share with the listeners today? I don't have a favorite quote. <laughs> I don't have a favourite quote. Um, That's okay. Well, let me think. Maybe I have a message. Yes, I feel like you would have okay, a message. Okay, let me think. I don't have like a favourite quote or anything, but I really just feel like everyone should love themselves a little bit more mm. and just accept themselves a little bit more mm. The and not look at your emotions as good and bad when you're feeling angry or sad or anxious, not look at it like this is bad. Yeah. Like just lean into it. It's just an emotion. It's not good. It's not bad. It's there for a reason. Yes. And accept that. And I just feel like if you accept that, you'll be able to flow a little bit better. Oh, Yenka. Amazing. Honestly, it has been such a thrill chatting to you today. You're so smart. I have no, <laughs> no freaking doubt in my mind that you're going to go places and in 10 years' time you will be retired. Yeah. <laughs> After a very successful career doing whatever you choose to do, um, thank you for taking the time today. And I'm so, yeah, so I'm buzzing and I will be for a long time. Oh, so me thank too. you. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Amazing. This is great. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> And there we go. Thank you for listening. If you loved this week's episode, please leave a review or provide a five-star rating. It really helps us let us know that you're loving the show. And of course, any DMs and, and comments and shares, we really appreciate as well. Um, all the feedback has been amazing. Thank you so much. You can stay up to date with us and follow our socials, Big Love Energy Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Um, but we'll pop all the social handles in the show notes below. Um, thanks for listening, lovers. I can't wait to to get into next week's episode. We'll, we'll chat then. Bye. I don't want just anybody. Let me choose you like somebody. Try to